Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay, are you there, sir? I'm here. Okay, and I'm going to take mine off of speaker. Okay. We can make sure that we we're all good. Okay, is that better for you, sir? Yes, fine. What are we going to be okay. discussing? Okay, what we're going to discuss is uh, I know that you're focused on making sure the six steps to success, uh, you know, carry be carried out. We'll talk a little bit about your book, the rules of business, and just um, the the cause and effects of Prairie View on your life as a whole and life as National Alumni um, Association President. I'm all set. You all set? Okay. Yep. And we're going to go in three, two, one. Hello, this is Mike Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And as you know, throughout our broadcast, throughout our Prairie View coverage, we try to bring you a touch of Prairie View throughout each broadcast. We've been blessed and fortunate to have the current president of the National Alumni Association for Prairie View A&M University, and that is none other than Carl Young. He is the class of 1959, and we will introduce to some and present to others President Carl Young. How are you doing today, sir? Mike, I'm doing just fine. What about yourself? Well, I'm I'm blessed and highly favored, and we know that Prairie View produces productive people, and we're all excited about this big game this weekend against Southern University. Yeah, so I'm uh, I was uh, planning to go to Southern, but my uh, it just didn't work out. I was going to drive down there and see the game, but I just couldn't quite make it happen. I've been on the road late, late, so I just got back recovering from the flu and whatever, so I just couldn't make it happen. But go Panthers! I think we'll, we'll prevail. We need to prevail. We need to beat Southern. We definitely need to prevail. And for just in case, those who would like to join in, you can listen live to Panthers right here on our network at obnradio.com. Or if you happen to be traveling, you can dial 724-444-7444 and then enter code 46493, and you can listen live at the ease of your telephone. Well, yeah. President Young, you have – a lot um, on the table right now. Um, you're currently serving as the uh, National Alumni Association president. And tell us, how you how did you get, uh, I don't want to say hoodwinked, but how did you get led <laughs> to that position? 
Hoodwink might be a better, better, might <laughs> be much better. Uh, I have been involved with the uh, alumni association for the last uh, five or six years. When my class came up to its 50th anniversary, I got involved. And I'll tell you what really convicted me about this, because I was away from school for a long time and not heavily involved. But I looked at the 125-year history of Prairie View, and I saw the many sacrifices that folks had made on my behalf and on behalf of the school, and I said, that being the case, how dare me not be involved in Prairie View. So uh, the 50th anniversary was a good time to get started. I got started. I've been involved ever since. I'm very excited about the challenge that we have. Uh, this is my second term. It takes a year. Uh, I'm sorry, it takes the first term to really understand what to do and what the whole position is about and to build up relationships. So we've done that in that first term, and I'm hoping for lots of good things to happen in our second term. I do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 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 It's, it's, it's an honor. Um, Prairie View has a lasting effect on each and every one of us that are associated with the university, and I'm assuming that everyone that's been connected with whatever their alumni is, they feel that same way. But it's something about uh, being affiliated with Prairie View and University because we know and understand the trials and tribulations that it takes to get this establishment off the ground and to see the legacy continue to live on and to be able to serve at any capacity, at least for me, is an honor and a pleasure. And um, I, I'm fortunate and blessed to even be talking with you right now. You, you have a that's, book. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me say this. That seems to be more present in uh, in much in many of the, I don't want to call them older alums, but the folks that graduated, uh, you know, back in the early 60s and 70s. I wish somehow that we could transform the younger alums for that same kind of uh, dedication that the older alums have to Prairie View. If I could get, I mean, I've seen people who have sent all of their kids to Prairie View. They still come back. I mean, I'm talking classes of 53, 54, 59, 60, 61. If we could somehow get that same kind of effort into our younger alums, we could just move mountains for our university. And I'm going to try my best to see if we can make something happen with that. Well, yes, sir. I'm going to uh, do my part to try and help you. I'm class of 93, so you all might consider me somewhat in that, that X factor that we're trying to reach and lift right. to that next level. So I would be yeah. more than happy to, to do what I can to help the cause move forward. Um, and, and I believe it's about taking advantage of um, some of the uh, social media that we have available today, and, and those are things that we could, we could sit down and, and navigate and strategize together to help try to get a push forward on that. We have to meet the young folks where they are, and you're absolutely correct. Social media is very powerful, and we have to take the message to them. We can't expect them to come to us. We have to make the message resonant to them in the media that they are familiar with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, it kind of leads right back to what you were talking about earlier about uh, your book, The Rules of the Business Game, and it's all about the people. Um, it, it's, this is a very interesting read. I'm right in the, in the thick of things, but um, how did you come to about putting this book together? I was uh, in, uh, first of all, I went into the military when I came out of Prairie View. I stayed 14 years in active duty. Then I converted to uh, reserve duty. 
And so then I uh, went to work for a company, a chief accountant, and I stayed with them with them for 19 years. At the time I went with them, they were uh, earning, I think, $10 million in revenue. And I stayed with them 19 years, and I left as chief financial officer, and they were right at about $300 million in revenue. So I saw a lot of growth within the company. And so there were lots of rules that we had to follow to make this thing happen. So what I wanted to do is to take and write the book because I was going to become a speaker and you got to have a book to validate yourself. So I said, what can I write about? So I write, wrote about what my experiences were in that whole ascension from chief accountant to chief financial officer and how I saw that company rise from $10 million up to 275 almost $300 million. So I just said, these are the rules. And, and when I started... Speaking, it always came out to me that I kept telling folks, wherever you are, there are rules of the game. There's a game being played, and you must follow the rules, and you must follow the rules better than anyone else in the game if you plan to win. Well, my speaking coach at the time said, look, you ought to do something with that. You keep saying that, so it's apparently something that you feel very strongly about. So I said, hmm, that's right. So that's how the rules of the game came about because I was using that as a major point in all of my speeches and presentations that you got to follow the rules, the rules of the game. Uh, we, play, we play the game by the rules, and the ones that win are the ones that play the game by the rules better than anyone else. Uh, exactly. You had rule number one that said you got to recognize first that rules exist. A lot exactly. of people are trying to operate without understanding what's going on around them, and it was uh, a pretty uh, poignant that you would even mention that it took your first turn to really understand how uh, yes. the, the, the leading of an organization would work in the case of the Alumni yes. Association. So you yes. had to gather the rules and understand how to maneuver through the, through the rules. I, I run into so many people who want to succeed in business or in life without knowing the rules. And I say there's a game being played, and whatever that game is, you have to know the rules. I uh, I once owned a machine shop, which was the worst mistake I've ever done in my life. And I, failed, <laughs> I failed miserably simply because I did not know the rules. I di did not have a clue about the operations of a machine shop. I bought the very first machine shop I had ever set foot in because I thought coming out of a corporate environment, I knew all the answers. But being a small business owner, a small business entrepreneur, is much, much different than running a $300 million company. When I called the bank as a $300 million company, they jumped through hoops. They did gave me everything I wanted. Well, when you get into a small business, you have to scratch and claw every day to succeed. And that makes it even more important for you to know the rules and to follow the rules, the uh better than anyone else in the game if you're going to succeed. Yes, sir. And you, and, you, and this is a very um, uh, powerful and enlightening book. How can others get hold to it? I don't want to tell everything about the book. I don't want to kill your sales or anything. So how could someone get uh, more information to get access to your book? I have a, two things. I have a website. It's called www.cyoungconsulting.com. They can buy the book off the website. I also have a handbook for, called Small Business Management Made Simple. 
everything I do is in a much is in a uh, keep it simple framework. I have that book. I have several other e-books, and I have a handbook all on www.cyoungconsulting.com. I'm also in. In the, I'm also in the very near future going to make these books also available to the PV alums at a discounted price uh, via the PV alum website, our NAA website. So if they would stay tuned for that, those books will be up on that website very, very shortly. I also, All right. have, I also have some webinars that I'm doing in the same vein that I'm going to also make those available to the PV alums at a discounted price. Uh, and some of the proceeds will be donated back to the NAA because I want to reach out and help folks with all of my experiences that I've had, not have them make the same mistakes that I made. Very well. We're on the line with Carl Young, president of the Prairie View a University National Alumni Association. And um, I almost wanted to call you a doctor, and it seems so appropriate to call you a doctor. So if I slip and call you that, don't. Don't, don't take it to heart. Maybe that's a, a sign that you might don't need to finish some things up here. Now, yeah, we have – <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a six-step uh, program to success, if you will, that the uh, national organization is currently uh, uh, putting out. Would you care to go into a little detail about that? You have to have a plan. You have to have a program that everyone can address themselves to. And so I thought of this thing I call Six Steps to Success. And I'm not going to talk about all of these steps, but three of the key steps are, number one, we have identified our brand as family. It says we are family, the National Alumni Association, we are family. As a family, we do three things. We connect with each other, we care for each other, and we contribute to our university, and most important, our students, because we want our students to have that nurturing educational environment that is our history and heritage. Another step that's very important is to increase the size of the National Alumni Association. My goal is to increase it to 10,000 within the next five years. Everybody says, whoa, how can you do that? That sounds like a large number. But when you stop to think that we have over 70,000 PV alums somewhere. Now, if you knock off uh, maybe 10,000 that you can't get a hold of or don't care or whatever, there's still 60,000 alums. 10,000 is less than 20% of that. So I consider that to be very, very achievable. And it's achievable and necessary because there are more, if more people are doing the lifting, the load is a lot lighter. We must be in a position to strongly advocate for our university, and there is strength in numbers. And if people, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in alliance with many of the other SPAC school presidents of their alumni associations, many of them are facing uh, very critical challenges from the states, from the state government, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the alumni association that has to step in in many cases and be an advocate for the school in order to face all of these challenges. And I think that things are going quite well at Prairie View now, but who's to say that we will not be called upon sometimes in the future to 
take some very, very substantial steps to advocate for our school. And we can do that if we have the numbers. The other, the other one I'm uh, looking at is trying to get the alums involved in the in-school experience of our students. I have a program that I've called Annex, A-N-I-X, which is Alumni Networking and Information Exchange. All it says is that I want to get the alums involved in the in-school experience of our students. The students want this, and we've been trying to make this happen for, for a long time. The students want this, and we need to make certain that they can see us giving back to the school, giving back to them, and that will entice them when they leave Prairie View to also want to, uh, want to, want to give back. Uh, I feel so strongly about this that I've talked to the student government folks, the pre-alumni folks on campus, and I've told them to schedule something that they want us to do and we will respond. So sometimes I think in March of next year, we're going to have this huge alumni career day where we'll bring alums back on campus to interact with our students. Uh, I've been a part of the Urban League BEEP program, B-E-E-P, the Black Executive Exchange Program for almost 10 years. And this program is kind of patterned after that, where we bring executives, folks back on campus to interact with the students. The students are thirsty to know what goes on in the real world. And they don't get that in textbooks. They don't get that from the university professors. And the only way they can get that is to talk to people that have been there, talk to people that have done that. And those of us that have been around for ages, that have gone through lots of lots of things in our companies, we can help our young folks understand that you got to have a mentor, you got to follow the rules, you got to make good choices, you got to don't take unnecessary chances, you got to learn to play the game within your companies, you got to know how to not to talk about certain things with your coworkers, how to keep your own personal business private. You got to know how to stand up and sell yourself. And that's one of the things that our students are really, really missing. When I go on a college campus and I'm going next week down to Payne College, I, I have an exercise that I give to the students. I say, here's a $85,000 job on my desk I have that I'm going to give to either you or another person. You stand up and convince me that this should be you that I give this job to. So our students need to know how to express themselves verbally, written. They need to know how to, uh, how to dress. They need to know that lots of companies have rules that they don't allow you to dress in a manner that you may want to dress. And I ran into this, uh, I ran into this up at, I think, Alabama A&M, one of those schools I was visiting. And this young man was just railing about the rules and all this stuff. He didn't stand them. He didn't understand them. Because the lady was there from UPS, and they, she told them that UPS does not hire any male person whose hair was braided or if they had earrings. And so this guy got all bent out of shape about this. So then I noticed that he had a band jacket on. So I asked him if he were a member of the band, and he said yes. I said, do they have lots of rules? He said, yes, they got too many of them. And I said, well, do you follow the rules? He said, yes, sir, I do. I said, why? Because I'm on scholarship. Duh, same thing. <laughs> You're getting a paycheck from a company. You have to fit into that culture. You have to follow those rules. And these are the lessons that many of us that have been out there 
understand and know, and we got to pass this on our students. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Annex is a big thing. Okay. Yes, sir. No, I, I, I mean, just uh, uh, full of information. I'm enjoying all of this. I have a question that I okay. want to ask you. Um, right. And I, uh, I was a communications uh, major, worked uh, at KPVU, um, worked at some commercial radio stations, and we started our network in 2002. Okay. My, my um, I guess pet peeve has always been, and, and maybe you can help me uh, with your wisdom and your, and your expertise, why do we train people to get a job instead of training them to become entrepreneurs at our HBCUs? Say again now. Why do, why we, do, why we, do we train? We, we put a lot of emphasis in training individuals on how to land a job instead of how to become entrepreneurs. I don't think it's either or. I think it's both and. I think we should train the ones that want to be entrepreneurs. We should train them to be entrepreneurs. One of the issues is everyone does not have the does not have the passion, everyone does not have the wherewithal to be an entrepreneur, but those that we can identify or those that identify that that's what they want to do, we should guide them down that path. So I don't think it should be an either or, it should be a both and. When I talk to folks, they say, "Well, I want to be I want to start my own company." Doing it what? I say, "Well, starting your own company is the most is the most difficult thing you'll ever do. And if you think that leading people is difficult, you leading yourself is even more difficult. You have to have the discipline. You have to have the mindset. You have to know that you got to make payroll on Friday. And I tell folks that don't ever listen to anybody tell you how to manage a business if that person has not had to make uh, make payroll on Friday. So I don't I don't I, I, I take kind of a slightly different view. Uh we uh I don't think we ought to not train people how to become entrepreneurs, but I think we need to let them know and understand what the challenges are and the mindset that they must have in order to be an entrepreneur and if they fit into that mold or wanted to be an entrepreneur, we have to find them and help them do that. I always tell folks you got to find your passion. And sometimes my passion isn't in this area, it's in something else. So the very first thing a person has to do is to find their passion. And what is passion? A deep burning desire, you very well know. And people say, well, I would do this even if I were doing it for free. So once someone determines what their passion is, then it may be that entrepreneurship is the best vehicle to promote that passion. So I, I don't think we should uh, I don't think we should say that no we won't train you to be an entrepreneur. I think there's a lot of training that we can have and this is the thing that I uh that I believe we can bring to the students via the alums. Many of the alums are entrepreneurs. A lot of our students want to be entrepreneurs. Now the main problem they always have with other entrepreneurs is where's the money gonna come from? That that whole getting capital. And sometimes we think that it's the government that's going to give it to us. That's not the case. And I tell people all the time, they say, well, I want to start my own business. And I ask them, how much money do you have to invest in the business? Well, I don't have anything. I want to get a grant or get a gift. Well, there are no grants and there are no gifts for starting your own business. Even the SBA will only loan you money if you put in a certain amount yourself. 
And these are the challenges of entrepreneurship that we must pass on to our young folks. And if they can overcome these kinds of hurdles, by all means, uh, we should be teaching and training them how to become entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I tell you what I'm I'm more concerned with. When I go to graduation, it's not the entrepreneurial business because I think if a person is passionate uh, and has a mindset for entrepreneurial stuff, all of the training that they get at as, as an HBCU will help them to do that because you must have the skills, you must have the technical knowledge, and you can do that. What I'm more concerned with from our HBCUs is that we are we really training people to be uh, in the areas that are in great demand within our economy. And here's what I'm saying. I noticed this the last time I was on the campus for graduation. Many of our students graduate with this degree called interdisciplinary studies. I didn't have a clue what that was, so I asked somebody. And they say, well, the person that just been on campus for a long time accumulated so many hours, and that person is not going to graduate. But they ha- there is no specificity to the degree that they have. I don't think that gives them the best chance for getting a job. I And I mentioned in, at the strategic planning uh, committee that I'm on with Prairie I mentioned that. Yeah, I said, you know, I've been on the other side of the desk in hiring people. And what I need an accountant or an IT person, someone with some specific skills, someone is going to wade through about 300 resumes, and they're going to bring me about 50 that seems to fit the job. And I'm going to look through those and pick out the person that I want to talk to. And I guarantee you I am not probably going to select the person that has a degree in interdisciplinary studies, because I don't know what that means. If a person has a degree in information technology or mechanical engineering, I know what that means and what that person can do for me in my company. But if I see them with this degree in interdisciplinary studies, I don't know what that means. So I will might pass on to that person, and that could be probably – uh, the best qualified person for the job, but I may pass on that person because that degree does not resonate with me. But I think those, I think these are all the things that we can bring to the bring to the table with our alums interacting with our students. And I am all for people uh, people uh, going into business for themselves and being entrepreneurs. I just don't want them to have the false illusion that it is easy. It is maybe ten times harder than getting an actual job. Absolutely, as as one myself, I do uh, echo that extremely. But it's something about it that uh, when you've been empowered, and and that's one thing that I can say that Purview did for me. It empowered me to to achieve and try for things that may have appeared just to be a dream, but because I knew what I was, uh, what I had learned on that campus and what I'd experienced on that campus, it gave me the courage to go and say, okay, I'm going to try this, and if all this fails, I know I've been equipped enough to go get a job. So that's what I was saying, uh, that by all means, you've got to uh, train a person to be uh, a productive uh, person. That's what our motto is. We produce productive people. Right. And, and and being that productive person is being uh, willing to take that risk because we say no risk, no reward. And, and, and if that doesn't work out, at least I know I tried. 
and I can I come back and and apply that. So I, I just wanted your opinion on that and your viewpoint, yeah. and it's uh, 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 very well noted. We're talking with President Carl Young for the Prairie View A&M University National Alumni Association. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to close our segment out here uh, one more time here. Uh, I almost called you doctor again. See, that it's something about that, sir. It's something yeah, about that. I, I, I don't deserve that. <laughs> I, I want you to take 30 seconds and speak to the entire alumni, especially that inactive alumni member. Because they love, you say they show up to homecomings, they show up, they listen to the broadcast. Speak to that person on why they should be a part of the National Alumni Association. We should all be a member of the National Alumni Association, A, because we are Prairie View graduates, and we are joined at the hip with all other Prairie View alums. There's strength in numbers. We need to have great numbers because the load is a lot lighter if more people are lifting. There are so many things we can do for our students. There are so many contributions we can make to them. There are so many, uh, so many things we can do for our students if we had the numbers. Alums often ask me, uh, they often say, what's in it for me? We have a program in place through the six steps for success. We have a program in place to provide programs and services to our alums, we understand that we have to meet you on some level by providing programs and services to you that will entice you to be a member. And you can control things much better from inside than you can from outside. If you don't like how the organization is being run, then come inside and help us to move it in the direction that it needs to be. We need to have a strong alumni association. I've heard Dr. George Wright, our president, say every great university needs a very, very strong alumni association. When I look at all the other schools, all the other Class A schools, they all have strong alumni associations that speak and advocate for our uh, university. And we ask you to give back in the spirit of giving back. Now, when we say give back to some folks, they automatically go right to money. It's not only about money. It's also, and I'm being a little bit biblical here, it's time, treasure, and talent. We can do more by giving our time and our talents to our students to help them to understand what it means to be productive preview graduates and to help them when they get out into the real world away from the university. So come, join with us. Help us. We need you. I put out a call the other day. We were the School of the Month for the Tom Joyner Foundation. I reached out to all of the alums and said, let's donate to the Tom Joyner Foundation. All of the funds that we're going to, uh, that we're going to collect will go to scholarships, scholarships for our students. But it's not only this that. We can do so many things for the university if we had the, we had the resources to do that. And we could get those resources if we had substantial numbers of people. It doesn't, we got more life members than we have annual renewing members. If we had annual renewing members and that goal of 10,000 five years is an achievable goal. All we got to do is just come together as Prairie View Panthers, 
Exhibit our Panther pride and make it happen. Come, join with us. Send me a note. Tell me what you think. We're going to start doing some surveys very soon, trying to understand what, it, what, the, what the alums want to do, how they feel about certain things. We need your ideas. We need your input. Come, join us with this effort. We are going places. Thank you very much, Carl Young, President of the National Alumni Association for Prairie View A&M University. Uh, one more closing thought. How can one give to the Tom Joyner Foundation through representation of Prairie View? You can go on our website, and there is a, uh, there is a place there that says Donate. And you can donate and just indicate that, follow the navigation, indicate that you are uh, you're donating to Prairie View. Again, all of the funds collected, and we will be collecting funds for the balance of this year. All of the monies that we collect through the Tom Joyner Foundation, us being a partner with him, will go for scholarships. If you go to our website and click on that button that says Donate, there's a Tom Joyner Foundation, there's a button that says Donate, you will also see... And here, my interview with the Tom Joyner Foundation. It runs about six minutes, and it tells you everything about the six steps for success. It tells you everything that we're doing with the, within the National Alumni Association, and it has lots of visuals and graphics of our students and of the, uh, of the campus. But you can do that via the uh, it's, uh, uh, org. But you can click on our website and it navigates you right into that uh, place where you can make that donation. Just make absolutely certain that you're donating that uh, on behalf of Prairie View. Very, very good. Before I let you go, President Young, you got to promise me that we'll keep in contact and we'll do this again real soon. Yes, so long, so long as you don't call me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to hold my end of that up. I mean, I'm honored, but I don't. I haven't reached that plateau yet. Yes, let sir. Yes, know, sir. Yes, sir. Know, I, uh, you have a copy of my book, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to because you were so nice to do this interview for me. Uh, the next time I come to campus, I'm going to give uh, uh, Miss Sadbury a copy of my handbook. It's called Small Business Management Made Simple. And since you are an entrepreneur, you can, uh, you can, that might be some benefit to you. Well, I thank you very much. I thank you very much. Yes, sir, I appreciate that. The Rules of the Business Game is all about the people. President Carl Young is the author. Be sure to visit the website and check it out. It is very informative, very enlightening, and it will change your life because Prairie View produces productive people. This is Dr. Michael Prince saying thank you so much, and as always, we'll see you on the other side. That was perfect, sir. That was okay. absolutely perfect. I, I enjoyed okay. that thoroughly, and I would love to continue a series of these where we can try to get that word out. I'm a lifetime member as well, but, um, I, you know, we get kind of set. Well, I'm a lifetime member, I've already, but we still need to keep giving. I give, but we still need to keep giving even if we are lifetime members. What I want to, you're absolutely correct, and what I, want, what I want us all to understand, it's like it's about time, talent, and treasure. Yes, and sir. got to get beyond that barrier that says, oh, they want me to give money. I, I need you to give money, yes, but more importantly, 
I need you to give some time and some talent so that we can help our young students to succeed in ways beyond which we were able to do ourselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, this has definitely been a, a, an honor and a thrill for me to do as I feel blessed. I even feel enlightened by having this conversation with you, and I look forward to us even dialoguing even more. Sounds good. Please tell Miss Sadbury I, I lived up to my commitment. Okay, and, and until I tried to do okay, too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir, and you have a blessed weekend, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.